Time to have a chat to Rod Lyons because uh, the form line has been franked again uh, with Nature Strip, Golden Powell winning overnight uh, in the US. Maybe we'll see Golden Powell back here in Australia because he's Coolmore owned. But it's not Nature Strip who's the headline horse for Rod Lyons today. It's through Irish Eyes who's been racing really well. He's knocking on the door and he gets a good chance today. And I know one man who would have been very happy with the announcement, the astonishing prize money increases in Sydney during the week, and that is Rod Lyons, who would have rung his bank manager and said, just get ready to open up the till again because uh, they put it on for Nature Strip. How are you, Rod? I'm very very well, thank you, boys. Did Peter Volandis ring you personally to see how much more money you want uh, prior to announcing (laughs) that? I actually bumped into Peter when I was over at Ascot and had a quick chat with him and... uh... He just said to me, hold the phone, there's a lot more happening, and uh, he was right. Gee whiz. Does that almost, and selfishly, we want to see Nature Strip as much as we can, and he was, again, the headline act in the Darley Sprint Classic, which is now the champion sprint. They've upped that to $3 million. Do you think now with this $6 million bonus, the increases in the prize money for the Sprint Series up there, that it will rule Nature Strip out from coming to Flemington now? Well... He's not a stallion. We don't own the mare. And he's, like, majority owned by Kiwis, a Kiwi trainer and a Kiwi jockey. And we know how much they love a dollar. So I think there'd be a, a fair chance we'd be uh, staying in Sydney, yeah. And the race that's actually named after him, it was one of the most significant um, prize money races, increases in prize money, the, the Nature Strip, which is, I think it's on our Derby Day, one million to three million. Um, Incredible. Yeah. Could he win his own race? I, I hope so. It's 1,300. We've always wanted to see him go a bit further than the 12. I mean, there's going to be a lot of uh, water under the bridge between now and Everest, and there's going to be horses running in those lead-up races. But if he comes back in the form that he went out with, they've got to beat him for sure. It'd be a real shame if we didn't see him in the Dali. I mean, it'd be nice if we could all have a piece of the Nature Strip pie, wouldn't it? You know, like in an ideal world, um, running the Everest, and then we get to see him gallop up the Flemington Strait, which he's done a couple of times in that race. Uh, kind of a shame in a way that the the money side of it overwhelms the the expectation of the punting public sometimes. That maybe we would like to have would have expected to see Nature Strip at, over Cup Week. Well, that would have happened. That that was always the plan that he ran in the shorts, the Everest, and then came down to Melbourne because one big fa- one thing in his favour is he loves the straight. But, you know, you can't turn your back on that sort of money. Mm. As I say, he's nearing the end of his, his career and it's, uh, it's on his doorstep. So, that, you know. That bonus, the, the, the Sydney Sprint Series bonus, is, as well as the increase, significant increase in prize money to those individual races, Concord Stakes, Shorts, Premier, uh, Sydney Stakes, the Nature Strip, and of course add the, the Everest into the mix, there's a $6 million bonus based on points. So you, you're sort of obliged to run through that series with that extra money up for grabs. Um, and I know it's Sydney-oriented and they've got, you know, every reason for wanting to look after their own backyard. But there's a part of me, could could they not have added that the, the Dali as part, almost like a grand hang final? On, hang on, This is Sydney and Melbourne we're talking about. Yeah, but surely a bit of cohesion. If you there's going to be a sprint championship. World. In a different era, you may have achieved that. I agree, Dan, but it's a different world now, Rod, isn't it, with the... Uh, um, the battle lines on the Murray River. Well, I think you're spot on. I, you know, I'm I'm not parochial. I, I love good racing anywhere, <clears throat> and we'll go to Melbourne or Sydney, wherever the good racing is. 
Um, but you know, it does. It does sort of. You know, you think to yourself, goodness, why can't they get together? But I'm not there talking to them from an owner's point of view with a sprinter like Nature Strip. It's a once in a lifetime horse and a once in a lifetime opportunity to try and get that that, that bonuses, that money. You said he's he's nearer the end than obviously is the start, and his best run was his last run, which was just jaw dropping over in uh, at Royal Ascot. Has he, has he come back? How did he deal with the the arduous trip over there and the return travel? Well, the trip over it was not a problem. As a matter of fact, he put on two kilos on the trip over there, and he stepped off the plane, forty hour trip, and didn't have one bead of perspiration on him. He settled in beautiful. Never, never missed a feed, um, never had a spike temperature, nothing. He was brilliant. And coming back, he had two weeks in quarantine in England where you can still work them at Newmarket. And then he had two weeks over here, and we had a girl down here who was looking after him every day, taking him for a two-hour walk in the morning and a two-hour walk in the evening, and he put on weight again. I mean, Chris said he's in terrific condition. His coat hasn't altered. It's still like he's got his summer coat already. And all everything's pointing at this stage as he is in A1 condition. The girl took him for a two-hour walk in the morning and a two-hour walk in the afternoon. That's four hours together. They'd want to get along, wouldn't they? What do they talk about? <laughs> oh, she's a lovely girl, Shanae. She's a fantastic horse lady. And uh, she loves the horse. So I reckon she'd be, uh, she'd be talking. Uh, she's an Irish lady. So you can't shut those Irish up, you know. That's that. a lot of steps on the Fitbit. <laughs> it's, it's a it's a fair walk, isn't it? But he, he came back. Chris was delighted the way he came out of out of the quarantine. Delighted. I know when I spoke to you in the afterglow of that amazing victory, you said we're already planning to come back and defend the crown. Is that still the plan to head back next year if all goes well? Michael, again, it was such a wonderful trip. Um, would be ever about a replicate? I don't know, but. I think that there is a, a spark in everyone's mind that if he could come back, race well over the, over this carnival, come back and race well again in, in, say, the Lightning and TJ, we would definitely put him on the radar to go back. It was such a wonderful experience. If he was well and fit and Chris was happy, we'd definitely have another throw at the stumps. So we would get that opportunity to see him in a... Um in a light, I'd love to see him in a new mark. I still reckon he could carry sixty and, and win a new market. Do you reckon? Well, the year Black Caviar won with fifty-eight or fifty-eight and a half. She could have carried sixty-five, and she still would have won. So the dominant sprinter, the big, strong point and shoot sprinters, Rod, the the weight up the straight doesn't seem to. Once they get rolling, it doesn't seem to be a major factor. No, no, I, I've got to agree with that. I think that, um, like his straight form is fantastic, and uh, you know, I think that that's something to, to look at. But Chris has been reluctant to start him the last couple of years in the new market because of the weight factor. So I would think if he has a good autumn, the weight he'd be asked to carry in the new market would be quite prohibitive, I would think. Hey, I saw a lovely doco on .com yesterday about a blaze in afterlife, and I think he's leading the field out tomorrow at Sandown for the National. And you got Elverson running, I think, in the crisp, is it, tomorrow? And yep. Have you been going to Casterton? Because he's the king of Casterton, Elverson. I mean, I know it's a contrast to Royal Ascot, but... What a lovely horse he's been, and he—I uh, don't think I've seen many horses that get around Casterton better than uh, Elverson. It's, he's an absolute joy to watch. He's a fantastic jumper, and he can cut those corners, and he loves those line hedges. No, I didn't go to Casterton. Dave Trevetton, who actually bred the horse and put the horse together, he was up there with a gang of people, and they put on a barbecue and seafood and the whole lot. But 
he's a fantastic horse to watch. He's very, very exciting, and I think he'll run a good race tomorrow too. You've always got a good jumper. Can through Irish eyes jump? Absolutely. He's, he's already had a couple of uh, uh, hurdle schools, and Willie McCarthy reckons he's going to be a superstar. At it. That could be his long-term goal, especially if he doesn't win. <laughs> doesn't win on the flat soon. We'll get him ready for next jumping season. Today's almost D-Day, Dan. Uh, the way the race shaped up last start, it, it was a phenomenal performance. Is there going to be more speed, do you think, Dan, today? Uh, well, depends what they might want to do with... Uh, if Memphis might want to go forward or they try to change it up a bit with Port Guillaume. I mean, it's unlikely that there will be, if that's the case, because they walked that day and that's what brought about his undoing, Rod, uh, that slow tempo. And the horse that may well be at the head of affairs is Craig Williams. And when you've got a D. Oliver or a Craig Williams in a race that looks like they might lack speed, um, it's very hard to outsmart them. Well, look, you're spot on. But last start was a joke, really. Absolute joke. I, I, I think... All those jockeys except Craig Williams should have been hauled in, in my opinion, because it, it was, you know, it was just a disgrace. They just walk out. It had no hope. And why no one made a move a long way from home is still, still beyond me. But um, Well, could you make you know, a move today? You had uh, Jamie Carr sitting back and, you know, and did, did all she could, but she, she couldn't really upset the mould of the race. But you've got another run under your belt now. If, if Willow tries to crawl along on Horrifying today, could we see through Irish eyes, put it to... Um, horrifying a bit earlier look I sincerely hope so um, um, you know I sincerely hope that he's drawn barrier 11 I hope he can slot in in the first four or five that's what I'd like to see and relax there because, and you've got to get up in a bit early like you know he's still a big dope Terence says and David say he's 12 months away he's, he's certainly got a fair bit of ability but he, he still doesn't know how to actually put it together how to you know go from go through the gears and he flounders a bit and then gets balanced and then hits the line. But I think he's got to be ridden closer. If he gets beaten, so be it. But we can't be out the back going 15 to the third and long like last start. That was, a, that was a disgrace. Have you got anything else, Rod, like with the spring carnival coming up? Have you used any of your nature strip money to, to buy any spring contenders? <laughs> I don't know whether they're spring contenders, but we've got a, uh, we've got a horse called Fuller that we, we bought through Orbis. Um, and it's uh, hopefully be running over over um, the spring sometime. And we've got a horse over in uh, Singapore, which had us with Donna Logan, which the boys in New Zealand organised and roped me in. And it had its first start uh, Sunday week ago at one. Blake Chin wrote it. Mm. It's named after our syndicate. was called Fatterboy. And uh, and it's racing again on Sunday week. So uh, she's got quite an opinion of it. So got a few to look forward to. And we've got half a dozen uh, carrying at different stages of... Uh, of preparation, you know, some two and three year olds. That, uh, we'll see how they progress over the next uh, next few months. Well, it's been an amazing uh, ride in recent months. Good luck this weekend. It may well continue at Flemington and tomorrow in the Crisp. Hang on, Cosy, you want to ask a question? Yeah, Rod, I know nature strips terrific. I just want to know when this girl has been walking in four hours a day, is having a run, mate. I want to be on. <laughs> mate, it's one thing we, we couldn't put you in charge. I don't think you'd be walking it. Unless you were walking to McDonald's. <laughs> and then back to KFC. Good on you, Rod. Then to the Pizza Hut. Uh, lovely dismount, Rod. Hey, good luck. <laughs> if he was a horse, Rod, you'd give him the green dream. <laughs> good on you, Rod. Rod Lyons. See you, boys. See you, good on you, Rod. Bye.